0: You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church, Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. In here, and as the worship was going on, the Lord changed my wow. message. So, <laughs> come on. Yeah, so buckle, buckle up, fasten your seat belts. Amen. Because I believe that there's a prophetic word for you tonight. That God has something for you tonight. And this is a message that you need for the coming year. Alright? This is a message that is supposed to catapult you into dimensions of glory and power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So as we're, as, we're, as we're worshiping and as we're singing, the Lord said to me, turn up the heat. Hey. Somebody say, turn up, heat. turn up the heat. Hallelujah. So it's time to turn up the heat. Okay, this is not the time to mellow down. Okay, it's time to turn up the heat. Hallelujah. Turn up the heat. Because we are up to something God is up to something and there is need for heat. Hallelujah. You know, you know that when when an aircraft is about to take off, it needs heat. Come on, yes. Even your car. You know that? When you turn the ignition, something, there's a spark it needs. There's a spark, it, it, it requires for your engine to come on. Yeah. And then your car, you, you begin to rev the engine. Yeah. And you're ready to go. Hallelujah. Wow. Yes. And it's the same with a rocket. How many people, you've seen it on, uh, on, on TV when the rocket is about to take off? You see the combustion. You see the fire. The thing is burning. And it's the heat that takes it and causes it to overcome gravity and breaks out of this atmosphere into space. So that is what God wants to do with your life. Are you following me? Yeah. Yeah. God wants to activate something in your life and that's why we need the heat to be turned on. We need the heat to be turned on because you are about to defy some natural laws. Yeah, you're about to defy some laws that have kept you back, that have held you back. All the forces that have kept you from moving forward, we are going to demolish them tonight. We are going to consume them tonight by the consuming fire of God. And as we were singing, I was just seeing, I was just seeing pictures in my spirit of the exploits that you'll be doing. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. Yeah, so you... you, Hey, talk to say, say, you, You don't know what you're carrying. There's fire inside you. There's fire inside you. So God wants you to turn up the heat. So it means you need to begin to intensify. Do you want? That, do you like that, yes. or do you want to mellow down? No. You want to cool off. No. If you cool off, you are not moving anywhere. Yeah. But if you want to take off, then turn up the heat. Yes. Wow. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I want. I want to read a scripture from the book of 2 Corinthians, Second uh, Timothy, chapter one, verse six. 2 Timothy, chapter one, verse six. Paul was speaking to Timothy and he says to him, he says, therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. So Paul is saying, when I laid hands on you, something was deposited into you. Now, that thing has remained dormant. It has remained dormant. You need to turn up the heat now. There is a gift inside you that needs heat. Hello? Yeah, it needs heat. So, Paul had to remind him. I said, Timothy, don't forget. Yes, I know you are young. But remember, I remember when I laid hands on everyone in this church and commissioned you for the miraculous. You remember that? What have you done with that? You need to turn up that heat. It's still there. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, some of you have had testimonies here and there. But listen to me, it is still there. But now what it needs is heat. What it needs now is heat, okay? Let's look at the book of Exodus chapter 3. Say, Jesus, help him. Help him, Jesus. Help him, Jesus. Help him, Jesus. Lord, help him. (laughs) Hey, my father. The Lord is good. In Exodus chapter 3 from verse 1, it says, Now Moses was treading the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mount of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in what? In a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. And he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. This guy, he is just going about his daily business, taking care of the sheep, and he sees fire. All right? Then Moses said, "Verse three. I will turn aside. I will. I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Why the bush does not burn? I wonder. What if he didn't turn? What if he didn't turn? Well, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah." So he turned. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look. Can you see that? When the Lord saw that what? He turned aside, he turned aside and looked. I'm sure the Lord is waiting for some people to turn aside. <laughs> but they're not, they're not turning. He's trying to stir up something in them, but they don't, they, they're not paying attention. Oh, they're too busy taking care of the sheep. They're too busy with their mundane things of life. Come on. Yes? Then God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. So it was after he turned and the Lord noticed that. Okay, now he has turned. That's when God now Mm -hmm. calls. That's when God spoke. God is going to speak to you. God is going to speak to you. Hallelujah. Then he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. He was. At first, it was just a bush, and he turns, and he hears a voice from the midst of the fire, and he introduces himself as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So Moses is scared. Right? Because he has been taught that you must not see God. Hallelujah. Okay, then look at the next verse. And then the Lord said to him, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and I've heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. Okay, we're going somewhere. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from the land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to a place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, and all the other ites. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come up to me, and I also have seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Okay? And he says, Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Now, God wants. Now, these people have been in slavery for 400 years. Okay? God wants to deliver them. And he decides, Moses, you're the man. Right? You are the man to deliver my people. I'm about to send you now. And Moses is like, he he can't believe what he's hearing. He can't believe. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? And that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt. Who am I? He didn't know what he was carrying. Do you understand? He didn't know that by virtue of him even talking with God, Mm. something entered him. And so I'm here to announce to you that for being here, something is entering into you. You might not feel it, but don't make that mistake of thinking that, oh, this is just, I'm just here to fulfill all righteousness. No, you are here to be commissioned. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. So this, Moses is like, who am I? Who am I? Yeah. So he said, I will certainly be with you. And this shall be the sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, you shall serve God in this mountain. Then Moses said to God, indeed, when I come to the children of Israel, and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me. And they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. (laughs) What an introduction. Right? Moreover, God said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, The Lord your God, Uh, The God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial to all generations. So gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob appeared to me, saying, I have visited you and have seen what is done to you in Egypt. Now, you know, as you keep reading this story, I want to skip to to chapter 4 now. Because I want you to see something here in chapter 4. Chapter 4 verse 1. This is an opportunity for you to read your Bible before the end of the year. (laughs) Come on. Yeah, chapter 4 verse 1. It says, then Moses answered and said, but suppose they will not believe me. Or listen to my voice. Suppose they say, the Lord has not appeared to you. What if they say, I'm lying? Because many people make up stories. After all, many people say they are men of God, and I know they are not. Come on. Is that not so? Yes. So the Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? And he said, a rod. And he said, cast it on the ground. So he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from it. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't realize that something had entered into his rod. Yeah. He was there talking to God, talking to God, just like you are in his presence. You are worshiping him. You are, you are here in his presence. You don't know what has entered into your, 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 your hand or your body. You don't know what has entered into your rod. Because for Moses, the rod is the implement of his profession. Do you understand? So I don't know what your profession is, but I have news for you. For being in God's presence, God's power can enter into whatever it is. What do you use? Say, turn up the heat. Yeah, so Moses was there. The heat from God's presence entered into his rod. But he didn't even feel it. He didn't know. He didn't know. Yes. So you don't know that your hands, something has entered into your hands. By the time you get into the office and you hold that pen, Something will manifest. Come on. Yes. Hey, don't, when you, when you, when you go into the theater and you. It comes out. Poof. Hallelujah. Then your patients will be the, the happiest patients in the country. Yeah. Because you will now begin to function Supernaturally. The ordinary thing becomes extraordinary. It becomes supernatural when the heat is turned on. And this happened to Moses because of the heat of God's presence. The fire in his presence. Hallelujah. So I don't know what it is that you have, but I have news for you. There are many examples in the scriptures. That prove that God has the power, and He is able to turn the natural thing Amen. into a supernatural thing. Amen. Okay, so you must have the faith because you are here, and we are turning up the heat. There is a transmission taking place. There's a divine transmission. There's a transmission that's taking place that's going to transform you into an extraordinary person. Are you ready for that? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to see extraordinary manifestations in the coming year. I'm telling you, I saw it. Get ready, get ready, get ready. This is your time, this is your season. To manifest the glory of God. This is your season to manifest the power of God. This is your season to to prove that God sent you. You did not send yourself. Are you ready for that? But we need heat. Somebody say heat. heat. Yeah, we need heat. Why? Because when there is heat, a lot of things happen. Then the Lord said to him, reach out your hand, verse 4, and take it by the tail. And he reached out his hand and caught it and it became a rod in his hand. So it became a serpent. I don't know how you can, I don't know the kind of biology you can use to explain that. How a rod becomes a serpent. Doctor, can you help us? Oh, Dr. Daniel, can you help us? How does a rod become a serpent? Huh? Is it evolution? What, what is it? How, how do you explain it? Huh? Doc, it's a miracle. Hallelujah. But the, the point is this. When you are in his presence, if you will contact him, If you will release your faith, if you will believe, God can use you to rescue masses of people. Do you know that we can deliver the whole of Midrand? Yeah, from the oppression of the enemy. Uh, If we're going to reach every household, do you think we'll do it naturally? We need.